Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! This episode contains explicit language that is not very good for tiny ears. So if you're with your kids, put your headphones on. Take it away, Mom and Dad. (laughs) It's time for the show. Let's go. So what's going on? Uh, So here's what we're doing today. Yesterday, we went to record a podcast Mm -hmm. and apparently I hit a nerve because Seth actually said, stop recording. We are not recording. It was a banger, which I actually don't think has ever happened. Yeah, it has. It hasn't. And I posted an Instagram story today. I don't know if you saw it. It was like, hey, we're going to record. Yesterday, a thing happened that never happened. We stopped and I was in a funky mood. And um, we'll give you a... PMSing. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, DMSing. Dude menstrual syndrome. Don't even get me started on any of that because that's probably a thing. Whatever. Mercury is in (laughs) retrograde. Yeah. Anyway, um, so play a little snippet of what went on yesterday. There was someone I was talking to. I think it's actually a lady in our women's group Uh, where she was like, it doesn't matter what the topic is, what time of day, what time of year, anything. If I say something that I'm frustrated with, it always turns into, well, I'm more frustrated and you mm. just don't know. Right. And so what... Well, I think for couples there, that reflects like a need for more communication and a need for just like more processing of stuff, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that every time I tell you something is bothering me, it becomes about you. So my... That's, I'm going to reframe that because I don't want couples to do that. It does not happen every time. It happened... A little bit yesterday, but like my actions. When's the time before that that I've told you I've been bothered by something? Tons of times. We have tons of conversations around that, and usually it ends in action, right? Like yesterday, we like like we clean stuff for like all day. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't saying, okay, I'm dismissing all of your feelings. Only hear about mine. Like I talked about your feelings, and I said, you know what? I'm I feel frustrated too. So that that opened up. It's like it's like this. It's like um, say that I haven't eaten for twelve hours, and you come up to me and say, "Dude, let's eat. I'm so hungry." And then I go, "Oh, I'm hungry too." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Rather than just like me watching you eat, does that analogy make sense? No, <laughs> I can get what you're saying, but I don't think that I don't think it makes sense. I'm gonna go back to where I think the problem two different problems lie in this. And I, I wrote it to you in the email that I wrote this morning where 
so two, and this is something I think a lot of couples deal with. That's why I'm bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things is that you use my frustration as the domino for your, for finally voicing your frustration, right? which negates whatever I've just said. So it's, it's like, Hey Seth, I stubbed my toe. Well, did you see that I cut my toe off? <laughs> my toe is off. Right. And so now you're not at all concerned about that. I stubbed my toe. You're not attuning to me about it. You're not getting me a bandaid. You're not like, Oh, like shoot, let me get you an ice pack. You're just like, look at my toe. And my toe has been cut off longer than yours. I just didn't tell you about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think one of the things that's bothering me so much in this pattern, again, this is me sort of identifying a pattern and being like, let's figure this out, talk through how to change it. Because it does turn into this, well, you you think you're frustrated or overwhelmed, and then you repeated this sentence. I make all the money. Cut that. Don't say that in the show. I'm absolutely not cutting that. No, That's I, a dynamic. I, no, in no, no. Seriously, cut that. I'm not having that in there. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's what? good. I don't think it's good. To tell the truth? Because I think it's, um, let's see. This is a thing that many women hear from their husbands. You don't want me to talk about it? Do you know how many wives I've sat on the Zoom calls with or on the phone with who say, my husband just repeats to me, I make all the money. You should be happy. You should be thankful. Why aren't you thankful? I'm not going to have that in there. So are we going to edit it out or stop? What's the point of not having it in there? Because I don't want it in there. That's why. For what? So, like we said, that had never happened. We've recorded us having arguments, talking about sex, talking about kids, parenting. Everything. Literally everything under the sun. And you know how just sometimes maybe it's like, I just, I was like, I don't want to have this argument on in front of all of our friends, first of all. Not because I wasn't, like I didn't want to share it or anything. I was just like, F this. No, I don't want that. Right. And it was pretty cool because, and here's the, here, okay. I'm going to get to what we were talking about in a minute, but through the power of accountability and talking to other like-minded people, this changes stuff. And of course I'm referring to badass husband, go to badasshusband.com. The mastermind. Son of a B. It's my mom. I can't. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm cussing and uh, creating footage that you'll get mad at me for later. <laughs> but anyway, from the power of talking to other dudes, me particularly at badasshusband.com, go there to see if you fit the mold to uh, be in our to mastermind. The point. You talk to dudes and then what? And it really shed some light on some stuff. And part of that, I was like, yeah, I, 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 it hit a nerve with what we were talking about. And I shouldn't have said that to you first of all. So I'm sorry for that. And talking to other dudes helped me with that. And I kind of, it, it, uh, we figured out what it was. Like I, I was embarrassed to a degree that I said, like, I make all the money. Like I don't make all the, well, I, we couldn't do what we do if it weren't for both of us. You see what I'm understanding? 
You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, we couldn't do. I what have we always do. understood that. I know. I know. Don't touch me. Oh boy, <laughs> she's still mad. Now you're PMSing. Uh, we pre-Melanie syndrome. Pre-Melanie, Pre-Melanie Studley. Ooh, that's just it. You were a Reichert pre-Melanie Studley. <laughs> so anyway, we couldn't do what we do in anything. See what I'm understanding? <laughs> yeah, see what I'm understanding? If if we weren't both showing up, mm-hmm. you understand? Not the podcast, not coaching, not the mastermind groups, certainly and foremostly, principally, just reminding myself of like Miss Kevin's date, principally, <laughs> we couldn't do a family. Pacifically. Yeah, pacifically. We couldn't do our family stuff. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation about that in the mastermind, which they're all kick-ass husbands. And they're like, yeah, we would be shit without our wives family-wise. You know what I'm saying? And that is a real compliment to the wives who are stepping up and showing out, which you do every single day. And I do too, right? So to the husbands too, like if you're doing that, awesome. But it is a general understanding, and I think that I was just like embarrassed because what, one, of the, one of the main cruxes of that argument or that, it wasn't even an argument. We weren't like... I'm glad you said that because that, I literally Googled the definition of the word argument. Of like, that knockdown, drag out, disaster, <laughs> where I left the house spinning wheels... <laughs> <laughs> out of the driveway, smoking the tires. No, I'm just kidding. It was not an argument. It wasn't a uh, drop-down disaster or whatever. Right. I don't know, drag-out disaster. It was a thing that we had to resolve. Conversation. It was a conversation, unpleasant conversation. However, conflict, conflict delayed is conflict multiplied, and I knew that. And I, you had said something that I interpreted completely the wrong way. And men and women do this all the time. My mastermind dudes, we talked about it this morning, was like, yeah, we take things our wives say to mean a whole completely different thing, and wives do this too, so I'm not just what was steering the thing? it. It was when, when, you, when you were saying like that you weren't happy in the where you are in life kind of thing, which is another thing, and I'm going to try not to go into too many tangents, but it's all connected if you're not happy in life right now, that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong, you're not working hard enough, or you haven't achieved the goals. It means you want more. Mm-hmm. Ed Milet has this great line. It's like, dude, I want more. I don't go and no one goes to a restaurant and takes one bite of the juiciest damn steak ever and goes, I'm good. That's enough. And pushes their plate away. Right. They dig in for more, mm-hmm. right? And after we go whitewater rafting at our live event, Badass Husband Mastermind, we're going to a steakhouse, and I cannot wait. We're going to Jack's. I made oh, reservations cool. for like a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like awesome. That would be really cool. So anyway, and you better dang it believe <laughs> that I am going to take more than one bite of the steak that I order. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So what you said, I took as I'm not, I am not providing for you. I don't work hard enough. I haven't done enough. And you're not happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. Huh. Then what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't say that to you and all this stuff. But it hit a nerve in me that goes back 
Remember, I wrote you. So Melanie wrote this long email to me, like, hey, figure this out. And I replied, and I said, I think that what you tied into goes back to something in my childhood, which is almost nothing, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. I, I vacuumed, well, I, I don't know, it was maybe like six or seven or eight or something, right? Mm-hmm. A kid wanting to help his mom out with the chores. I was excited, and I see this in our kids. And parents, if you're listening right now, when your kids are enthusiastic about, about doing something, like, hey, I'm helping you out, mom or dad, it is wise to be excited about it then mm-hmm. rather than go, that's not the thing. That's not helping me out. You made it worse. That will not be good to the kid. You understand what I'm saying? And so when I was like six, seven, or eight or something like that, I was vacuuming and my mom was probably stressed out and she was less than thrilled that, that mm-hmm. I was vacuuming. And she said, and she's like, oh, I was like, oh, don't you like it? And she was like, uh, I could tell, you know, you could just read the room. And she's like, oh, well, sometimes you don't do the best job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, that's nothing. She mm-hmm. wasn't ugly. She wasn't mean. She wasn't sarcastic. My mom was very loving and very nurturing to this day, mm-hmm. as evidenced by like Folly Beach, like mm-hmm. smooches and kisses and all this stuff, hugs. Um, but as a kid, that hit me and I was like, ooh, like it hurt my feelings. She didn't hurt my feelings. The situation hurt my feelings. And this probably was something around upper limit problems like, oh, I don't do a good job on things, right? So if that like metastasized, is that the right word? I don't know. Or just co- continued to compound, then I would be a person who's like, why try? I don't do a good job anyway. It doesn't matter, which I didn't turn into that. Why try sounds like a rapper. I'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Or P-trap. Oh, that's like gross. A, like a plumber thing. That's gross. P-trap? That's gross. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, And that's, I think it hit on that. Now, is it something I've struggled with forever? No. It just kind of came up out mm-hmm. of the blue, like what the F right. kind of thing, right? So partially, I was, I think that you and I still needed to process some of that, and I just wasn't having it on the show. You know what I'm saying? Which I, again, it's not a big, it's not a big deal because I know that a lot of people listen and go, oh, I've learned from that, or that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I listen to a, a zillion other podcasts and stuff like that. So it's not like... Oh, we're not being transparent or anything. I mean, we're talking about it now for crying out loud. It's like, nope, not having it. Not right now. Sorry, not. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, so where am I going with that? Well, that was the reason for why we didn't record. And then just talking about it and figuring it out now, just because you said those things, just because you were in that frame of mind, which some of that had zero to do with me. Two of our kids, like, Tore up the house. None of it had anything to do with you. Well, and elaborate. that's what like that's because what I, guys get that wrong all the time. So elaborate on that more. That's what I was trying to point out in the first time we went to record the episode yesterday was that I wanted to title it like "What the hell are we fighting about?" Because hmm. what I was trying to do. So again, I'm going to reiterate what you might have already seen in the first clip is like tough tore apart the laundry room, 
Hattie then proceeded to tear apart her bedroom after we had cleaned for hours, and she was just trying to like take her little decorations down. And she when you literally... say tore apart, they weren't mad. No, they no, no. Just, she just like took know. everything down to try to rearrange it, and then you turned around, and her whole room was like in shambles. Like I um... came upstairs, and I, I thought everything was clean, and literally, it was a tornado. Yeah, everywhere, was... and I was like. What? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. So that's what we like. It was a company, company, compilation and combination, a combination of, you know, tough doing the thing, Hattie doing the thing. And I was talking to Seth about it and trying to just communicate like, this is overwhelming. And I'm really frustrated. Also, we have visitors coming out to stay with us. And it's embarrassing to me how our house looks. Like, even if it's anything from tough taking apart the closet or whatever. And I was looking for, oh man, yeah, I know, it's such a bummer. I wish mm -hmm. the tough hadn't done that and I'll help you clean Hattie's room. I was looking for like, I hear you, I see you, I'll help you. But what I got was this like weird, and you weren't mad, you weren't like yelling or anything weird like that. You right. just were like, you could see a shift where you started to get offended and it's very, it was very clear to me mm -hmm. that what I was saying <clears throat> was being totally interpreted through a different lens, which is to be expected. But what ended up happening that made me so frustrated is that there's a pattern of when I say something that bothers me, you make it about you. Mm -hmm. And that was what I was trying to say was like, I'm telling you I'm upset about this thing and I want like attunement. But now you're saying, well, it's all about how you just made me feel, right. you know? And so that's where, and I sent that in the email, like I see a pattern of this when I actually come to you, unless I'm hurt, or grieving a death of somebody, when I come to you with just like emotional duress or whatever, mm -hmm. you make it about something that you have or haven't done. And it doesn't be, it doesn't end up being about my emotions in right. that minute. Which is, I think, what we talk about being differentiated. And oh, man, uh, most of the guys that I talk to, most of the men, the husbands, feel some sort of responsibility like for their wives. Of course, like, yeah, we're supposed to provide and protect and all that stuff, right? That's, that is a responsibility. That is your responsibility. You're just supposed to show up and kick ass and do your best. However, it is more difficult when we feel emotionally responsible. And then that's nothing that you ever have told me. Like, hey, Seth, right. be responsibly for me emotionally. <laughs> no woman has probably ever said that unless you're crazy. Um, but I, I don't know why, like, why do a lot of guys think that way? And, and it's a, it's maybe an assumption to a degree. Uh, it, you that, simply were, live in the world of the 10,000 things. Who's that for? Who's that from? Wayne Dyer. Uh, no, but, it's not. It's from Lao Tzu. The, uh, but it's Wayne Dyer's interpretation of Lao Tzu. Uh, but I, I think what comes to mind because again, what I thought was really interesting is that in the conversation we were trying to have yesterday, we brought up the idea of you saying, I make all the money. Right. And that was how, you know, somehow it spiraled from tough tore apart the closet. I need help. This is frustrating to all of a sudden it's about Seth and how much money Seth makes and how he makes all the money. Mm -hmm. And so it's really crazy because it's like women, this happens across a lot of relationships that happens with many clients that we work with where if the wife is a stay-at-home mom of any type and the husband leaves the home to work and the wife has any type of like, I'm unhappy with this or I want help with this, it turns into an I make all of the money. Mm -hmm. And we're like, where the hell did that come from? Right. And 
man, this could be 8,000 podcasts. I was kind of like grinning when you were saying that because there was this Saturday Night Live skit a long time ago and Will Ferrell was the dad. And he's like, I drive a Dodge Stratus, a Dodge Stratus. And they're like, what is it? What are you talking? It's everybody around the dinner. You should look it up. You should. It, it's like, I feel like I've seen it when I was really young. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the, the daughter is there and the mom's like, well, I don't know. But it, it, it's that like yeah. same type of thing because I think, uh, geez, I didn't think we'd be going here. But guys, I think culturally are told, hey, go do that. Go make all the money. Kill yourself by trying to make a bunch of money, right? That makes a happy wife. That makes a fine kids. That makes all this stuff, right? And then when we do what we think we're supposed to do, like 100%, and we're not getting that return or like at least normalized expectation, we're like, I did what I was supposed to do and you aren't happy. Why are we having things? Why are we, what is this? It's like, it's like, you know, being told that you want to drive to Los Angeles, you know, for 20, you, you've told me you want to go to LA for 20 years straight. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to make all the arrangements. And then I drive you there and you're like, I'm not happy. You're like, I thought that I was on the right track for this whole mm-hmm. damn time. What are you telling me? Right? So there's frustration. There's impatience there. Um, so sounds like drama to me. That just sounds like drama. I'm going to say what I see. Drama? Yes. So here's the conundrum that I oh, find yeah. myself in. Okay. Is that I just want to find attunement with you. I want to be able to say, whoa, I am really frustrated about this. I didn't think that this is how we would be living. Like I thought that we would have a different whatever and this age group of our kids ah. and I whatever. And now all of a sudden it's, I drive a Dodge Strata. <laughs> Stratus, by the way. Get it, get it right or pay the price. So that would be like, the LA example, and guys, listen to this. That would be just like the LA example, us getting to LA and it not being everything you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's 8 million people here. The, there's more. Everyone's a street magician. Everyone's a street magician. And is magician. trying to sell me an album. And it smells like weed. And pee. Pee. I think pee stinks. I think weed smells good, though. Hot, crusty pee weed. And, <laughs> and pee also... Weed. <laughs> and it's so you were telling like oh my gosh um i didn't think it'd be like this what how dare you i drove you all the way down here you were supposed to be 100 percent happy and all this stuff right um so it is listening to what you say now if you're like a super bitch about it then that would put me on the defense right what super bitch is a great name for an artist it's probably one that's what I was thinking literally just now. That is pretty good. Um, super bitch gets stuff done. <laughs> Did we just write the next Missy Elliott track? Or? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, um, what you're wanting in that is not to be like having to fake that you like LA or anything. Right. You just be like, oh no, this is, I'm glad that we're here. Right. It's just a different vibe than I thought it would be. Kind of thing. Why can't we hold well, hands? Well, your space is not all. It's not all your space. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. I basically just figured out my own thing. But here's the deal: like, I can't. That now I do not feel free to actually tell you how I feel after this podcast. If you re-listen to it, then you can. Because had I known that the outcome of simply trying to communicate that I'm frustrated would lead to 
well, I make all the money. You didn't yell. Um, but I mean, then it begins this calculation process for women where they're like, there yeah, are things yeah, I, I cannot, I can't share this thing. Right. I'm aware of that. It's like, well, LA is different than I thought, but I can't talk about it. So mm -hmm. it's weird. Which happens right? to like so many of our clients. I mean, you can think of not even our clients, you and me. No, our clients. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're, uh, we are our own coaches. That's exactly right. That's why I always say our podcast is our therapy session. I said that first. One of us leaves out dramatically and the other one doesn't. Nice. Um, but one was the thing I was going to say? I don't know. So, oh, so then I wrote an email to you after, it was actually before we tried to record, I wrote an email. And one of the things I said in the email, I think is really, really important. Like, and this came from, um, I'm going to say a swear word right now, the book Rich as Fuck by Amanda something. Um, and it's such it's a, a family good, show. It's such a good book. And she talks about, it's all about money and a money mindset stuff. And she's just hilarious. She's like the Paris Hilton of whatever, but I love her. And she's like, you know, you can have a ton of great things and still want more and not be a terrible person. And that was kind of, and I actually wrote that in on my email to you. I'm like, I can love where I'm at right now, mm -hmm. but still be surprised at where I'm at and desire more. Right. And that is exactly how I feel every single day. You don't, I don't think I've ever told you this. When I come down our steps of this house, I put my arm around the banister thing to turn, to go into the kitchen and mm -hmm. say, I love this house every single morning. That's good. Cause I do. I love this house. Um, and it makes me really happy to be here now. I didn't know that two days ago. Because someone was too busy trying to be on Real House Husbands of Seattle. Real House Husbands of Maple Valley, Real Washington. Real House Husbands of King County. I make all the money. <laughs> I did not do that. So don't lead people to believe that. Um, but mm -hmm. it's just interesting because I think that, in, well, in that email that I wrote to you, I communicated that and how I think that changing that I don't know. There's awareness an awareness that I want men to understand and to see. And I want women to understand and to see. And I always go into conversations with Seth knowing that we are going to misunderstand each other far more and far faster than we understand one another. Hmm. I, that's my default is that he is not going to understand me and I'm not going to understand him. And I'm going to think he means one thing and he's going to think I mean one thing and we're not going to mean the same thing at all. Um, but I want to emphasize this for men I would love for you to start thinking the same way because I've noticed that when you say the same way, you're not meaning the same way as you. I mean the same way that like by default, we're going to misunderstand each other. Yes. Misinterpretation is the first step. You know what we need? We need Google translate. They have things like that, but yes, I've wanted to make an app like that forever. Like I wanted to make an app. Seth that and Melanie you, translate. Whatever. Sure. But uh, I just think what actually, that is a huge role in coaching. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oftentimes, we are the translators between our clients. So and so said to this. Decode so this, the language. Decode the language. I'm like that lady on the the movie when the aliens come. She puts her hands up. Some sort of like invasion movie I'll never watch because aliens scare me. Oh, she looks I watch like it me. on a plane. I watch all the weird movies on a plane. She looks like me. Whatever that lady's name is, got I red don't hair. Know. But anyway, uh, talking about coaching for a minute. That is that is how arrival. Yeah, I think it's arrival. Looks too scary. It's not. Anyway. But she's also an Enchanted. That's how Ever I like Ever seen her. Independence Day? A date! Yeah, Independence Day was scary. You want to know the scariest one? Signals. Freaky ass alien hand. And I used to go into our small bathroom in that house and be like, if an MF and alien hand comes under that door, I'll be dead. 
That was my th- whole thought. Would you thought. fight the alien? I would have no option, but I would die. You just pour water on it. You could spit on it. They're like six feet tall and green. Mm-mm. They died with water. Mm-mm. Aliens ain't so tough, are they? Aquilians. Aquilians. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I'm saying is oftentimes, basically every time, with coaching clients, we are the translator. We get to know the clients. We identify your shared vision, your individual vision also, and then go, okay, I hear dude man saying this, saying this, this, and this. I hear the wife saying this. Mm-hmm. this, 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 this. And then we translate it. Mm-hmm. Hey, what I think he is saying is this. You know what's really interesting about that? Sorry, like think about even within um, places that use the same language but have different... Um, dialects. Not dialects, but meanings for words like trolley versus cart versus tram versus what do you call it in the south what are you even talking a shopping about? cart a buggy a buggy because <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like that so think about that in fa- in marriages there's a couple who are coming together from different family of origins not only do they have different dialects some of them speak different languages mm-hmm. but then they have different terms like slang for things right you call it a buggy I call it a shopping cart. If I was married to someone from England, pants and pants don't mean the same thing. Chips and chips don't mean the same thing. Dungarees. Dungaroos? Dunkers. No, dungarees. Pants. That's what my British grandma would call pants. Really? Yeah, your dungarees. Those are a type of pant. Well, they're that's wide what we leg. Had. They're like what they wear in the Navy. They're cute. Well, anyway, uh, with coaching, that's what we do. We get couples on the same page. And you're like, oh, Seth, that sounds like couples therapy. I've done zillions of hours of actual couples therapy therapy and although it is similar in the coaching world it's like hey cut that shit out that's Mm -hmm. not helpful do you see him right here he's working his ass off pay attention to it lady Mm -hmm. or like husband you're being the biggest dick in the world don't (laughs) say that you can't say that if you want this Hmm. huffing a mondo dick right um so that's how coaching is different but that that hit me coaching is the translation that you guys are looking for so how many spots do we have open? I think two right now. Two spots open. Uh, if you want more information, go to the website, anatomybus.com mm-hmm. forward slash coaching. Sign up. But that is, it's like a phone. Google translate what Melanie is saying because I'm about to kill her right now. It's drama. <laughs> Drama's fun, girl. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Like you. You. What is your major? I was going to say. What was your major wait, in college? Wait till you tell me what my major is. Yes. Theater, voice, and expressive arts. Expressive God. arts. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. No one was drama in your uh, cohort I have to go of rehearse. high school people. Of <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's I'll the be at the arts. cast party. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, what are we saying? So that's why we, we had uh, some trouble yesterday, but obviously we worked it out. Uh, there was no yelling. There was no crazy name calling. There was frustrations being aired, which is fine right? And guys, you don't have to take... All, what are you doing? I'm trying to read. I actually wanted to see if I could read my email. I'm talking about a monologue and now you're reading email? I wanted to see... Uh, Reva and I were talking about this, okay? So before we got on this recording sesh, yeah. Reva and I were on like a three-hour phone call. We just are friends now, so all we do is chat. We talk about aliens. We talk about skinwalkers. On the clock, I about hope not. ghosts. We talk about um, okay, okay. It's Yeah. Anyway, uh, she and I were talking about this and we were talking about how important it, like how people don't know how to do this because it isn't modeled anywhere. 
And so I literally was like, mm -hmm. I would be curious if it worked to read the email that I wrote you so people can hear how I talk to you when you're actually mad or vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. If it was the other way around, but I don't I'm going to replace the word mad with just frustrated yeah. and not knowing what to do, right? We've all been there like, okay, what the F? I, I literally don't know what to do. That's a long email, so I don't know if you want to. Can Maybe we can summarize it. Like you started out with... Well, let me let me just read the first. I'll, I will like kind of skip two, through it. Read the first two, those two paragraphs. Yeah. So this says, this is literally the morning after we had this whatever and uh, mm -hmm. we had kind of gone about our day doing things. But I said, hey, I feel like that's really important to follow up with a few key things that stood out to me regarding our conversation yesterday. There are patterns that I have seen over the years that are harmful, but very sneaky and will end up with you feeling hurt and me feeling unloved. Before I dive into that, I want to say that I am proud of how hard you work and all that you do. I trust you to be a good and loving father and husband, and that means the world to me. So thank you. And then I dive into it says the first pattern that I see, which has been in our marriage since day one is the unfortunate and inappropriate merging of, of my show of emotions and your sense of self-worth. So that was the first one. And then it's a paragraph about that. Mm -hmm. It says the second pattern is the, I don't tell you things that bother me because it's wise. Mm. Um, and then I go through saying, let me That's, be very clear. Right. And I said, if you don't share, I can't care. Um, which is something that came mm. to my head yesterday where I was like, if you don't tell me what's bothering you in little tiny, like in little doses, I can't care about it. I don't know about it. I'm not aware of it. If you don't share, I'm unaware. If you don't share, I can't care. I cannot read your mind. Um, and so sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. And then care bears. <laughs> I love the care bears. So then it says, the third thing is this perpetual, I make all of the money thing you keep telling me, which again, mm -hmm. I say you keep telling me, but that's over a period of years, not like every day. Right. And then um, I have a sort of a wrap up thing. Um, and then, it, and here's the very last paragraph. It says, here is what I want to see. And this has a lot of different components to it because we're not only talking about our life and our family and our parenting and our marriage, but our businesses. We are, we are entrepreneurs together. Mm -hmm. We're a couplepreneur. So I said, here's what I want to see. Each Monday, we share five things that we are both thinking about working on for the rest of the week, and we ask each other something like this. Is this the best use of my time this week? Or do you think these projects will be helpful to work on this week? And then we both remain open to changing our projects based on what is needed for our business, not based on what we want to work on. And so again, this is like, I'm establishing, it's at the AOM sandwich method, you know, like right. positive thing, criticism or whatever, and then positive thing. Constructive but, feedback. Yeah, constructive mm -hmm. feedback. But then I think most importantly, at the end of this, I didn't read the whole ending, but at the end I say, this is actually what I want it to look like. I want to be able to share my feelings with you. We both know we're on the same page. We both know we're trying to grow. We're leveling up. New level, new devil. Mm -hmm. We both know that about everything we're working on. And so we show up for each other and show out for each other. And each day, like we have these things that like, I don't know, there's like markers of success, success, <laughs> success. And I want to start hitting them together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I wanted to read just snippets of that for you so that you could see that's actually how I talked to Seth when, and again, that was at the tail end of a disagreement or, or frustrated feelings. It's very um, calm and calculated and loving and kind, even though it's communicating something that's hurtful mm -hmm. and has been bothering me for a long time. Uh, some of these things have been happening forever, like in our entire marriage for almost 18 years, mm -hmm. but that's not a reason for me to be like, Oh yeah, well for 18 years, I feel like I sounded like, Snap into a Slim Jim. That's what I felt like. Just Randy now. Macho Man Savage? I don't know. Yes. But just like underwear right. and a meat stick. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. That kind of went. This is a meat stick. Underwear and a, a, and a meat stick. Snap into a meat stick. Oh, boy. A Slim Jim. 
<laughs> oh, geez. Okay. So, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. I think modeling and like actually sharing our real process. Guys, I want you to do one thing. Share this show with your friends. Can you do that for me? Can you if share? If you can't, you don't have the friends you want to have. That sounds funny, but that's true, isn't that's, it? That's true. But I would really appreciate it. Like, hey, man, do us a solid. Hey, lady, do us a solid. Share the show. Just share it with one friend right now. Okay, thank you so much. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, but being talking about this in real time, sharing with you, sharing our emails back and forth, it is actually something that we do. We're not just talking about it. We are actually doing it mm-hmm. and living it, right. which is cool. It does work. I'll tell you that. It does work to help resolve conflict faster, to feel uh, uh, closer to one another, Close to you. like have emotional intimacy, right? And of course, if you're emotionally intimate, spiritually intimate, you will be physically intimate. So it all works together, people. Um Hopefully, we we gave some insight to mm-hmm. dudes and also to the ladies. And one one thing that we kind of didn't talk about is, uh, this is to the guys, share your feelings. Just because I would, it's, I would, it's uncomfortable, oh. just because it's uncomfortable or like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. In fact, you should lean into it. And me personally and a bunch of guys that I talk to, it's, I would rather do anything, you know, like... Do anything else? Me and Mariner thought, like, a legit... I didn't tell you this, I don't think. But I thought that I saw a cougar on the trail yesterday. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is real. Mm-hmm. There's a cougar, but it wasn't. It was a, a, a young coyote, but we were really far off. It's the same color. I would rather fight a cougar than, like, talk about some of this stuff and mm-hmm. be like, oh, that kind of bothered me, um, uh, this, this, and this. Because then you're... Most women just don't let that go. They go, oh, well, let's talk about it. Let's mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like crying. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. ugh, I don't want to cry. Well, and that's where I would say set attention, set an intention for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to talk about this for five minutes. And you can do that. Ah, that's pretty good. And that is like, it's fair. You know what? Actually, that is an intervention that I don't know why we haven't shared before. But you... you we do it with our clients. You literally set it up that way. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to have a five-minute conversation about... And this is me talking, right? Mm-hmm. I want to have a five-minute conversation. Do not interpret the five minutes as me like walking away, mm-hmm. distancing, or being a jerk or anything. That is that is what I want to do. Let's see how far we can get in five minutes mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, but you would set the intention of at the end of five minutes, I want us both to feel X, Y, and Z, and I want to have this be the outcome. Like we have better understanding yeah. of each other. We feel kind and caring and loved or whatever. So that can get you in trouble if you don't get to the point in five minutes, but well, also it put ba- it puts boundaries right. around that. So I'd say, hey, I want to talk about this for five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sharing my my stuff here. Da-da-da, share your stuff, mm-hmm. and then boom. Right, and one thing I want to say, and maybe we should just do like a continuation of this conversation into the next week's episode because I have some thoughts about it. Like one of the things that I think would be more valuable than almost just straight up sharing your feelings is processing your feelings before you share them. Think Mm. about what you're thinking about. Think why you're thinking the way you're thinking. That's good. I think women uh, process with other people and use their husbands to process oftentimes. Yeah, that can be the case, but Mm -hmm. it's not always the case. And I know that for me, I don't have many people that I could process with that would be like, 
loving and supportive in the way that I want to be and growth mindset in the way I want to be. That's not true. You got a whole group of kick-ass no, ladies. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, so I process a lot of things on my own before I talk to you. So for example, I when I was trying to get attunement from you when they tore the bedrooms apart, I was literally trying to be as clear as humanly possible saying, hey, I'm frustrated right now that we're not farther along and mm. I'm almost 40. That was what I was trying. Like I was trying to say, I'm not frustrated at you. I'm frustrated that we're not farther along and it's this blah, blah, blah. But you took it on as right. You're <laughs> All right. I'm going through puberty, so I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to that. Like um, thinking about how you're thinking, thinking about the ways in which you are interpreting things and mm -hmm. how you could be wrong. And then starting there. Women too, not just men, but I think men do this a lot less. I think men's frustration tolerance for emotional and relational stuff tends to be a lot lower. Yep. And they want to just run or not talk or fight a cougar. And um, We want to fix it. You don't want to think about it. You don't want to talk about it. You want to fix it. I'm going to tell you what I just told one of my coaching clients. And Maybe your dad is a woman because when we fix stuff, he talks about it forever. Dad is a woman? <laughs> Newsflash. Your dad processed like a woman. <laughs> That's funny. But let me say something I said to one of my, she's a coaching client and she's in women's group coaching. Um, and we were talking about, she said, I'm amazing at running away from things. And I said, listen, every time you run away, all that tells me is you haven't learned the lesson and guess what's going to happen. You're going to run into that idiot lesson again and again and again. It's like not, it's like deciding that passing fourth grade just isn't worth it. So every time you walk back into that school building, the school building of life that basically comes at you no matter what, you're always in fourth grade. You're a perpetually Con nine. Conflict delayed, conflict multiplied. It's called conflict multiplied. Yeah. And that goes so deep, like family of origin stuff. Yeah, we, we just don't. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. Don't literally fix it. Right. Don't think about it. Sweep it under the rug. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, how interesting. Next time you walk over that same spot, you trip on your stupid idiot face. Because you swept that giant thing under the rug. That's right. It doesn't work. It doesn't help. It's not It doesn't good. work. It doesn't help. So hope this is helpful. We'll continue the conversation in another show. Thank you guys for walking with us. Um, I hope it's good for the guys and for the ladies as well. Like I said, I want you to share the show. Uh, it's a, That is a, a literal favor for me. If you're like, I want to do Seth a solid because he's a cool dude. Share the show. Share the show. Also, if you have questions about coaching, please share the show. Yep. Email us hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or go to the website Anatomy of Us. You guys, we got two spots open for coaching and mastermind group stuff. You talking hot? You talking white hot? Red hot? The conversations we've we've had this week only mm. have just been phenomenal. So if Our you want call yesterday with the Tuesday ladies was amazing. I know. It's so it's so cool. It's like it always is though. There's there's this thing out here. That two two years ago we didn't know was out there, but now we do, and it's awesome. What are you talking about? The mastermind two years stuff. Ago? Yeah, like years? I I wasn't in a mastermind two years See? ago. I didn't understand him. We knew about he didn't a mastermind. understand me. <laughs> right, we knew about masterminds, but were we in one? No, I got in one, started kicking ass, and then we started our oh, own masterminds. And it okay. is a thing that you don't know how good it is until you get into it. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not in one, so I don't know anything about it. And then you get in one and you go, where's this been all my life? Right. It's like only knowing a broom. I'm looking at a broom right now. 
and somebody giving you a Dyson mm-hmm. and you're going a Dyson stick vacuum, a Dyson stick vacuum. You're like, <laughs> forget about brooms. What? I, how long, how long has this vacuum been a thing? Well, mm-hmm. basically since 1923. Uh, and I think that's vacuum specialist over here. I don't know. I saw a quote or something like that, but that's like, it, that's real. Like, Oh, I didn't know that I could have a relationship like that with other like-minded mm-hmm. dudes and women. Hmm. That's crazy. Right. And it's just a thing. So go to badasshusband.com or women's group coaching, uh, anatomyofus.com forward slash women's group coaching. See if you're a good fit. We will get you onboarded right away. We love you guys. Thank you. And share the show. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye.